Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. At Blackfoot Communications, our mission is to connect people, businesses, and communities to their networks in Montana and beyond. Through Blackfoot sponsorships, local ambassadors, and public programs, we support initiatives such as the Emergency Broadband Benefit, Fiber Deployments, and Community Events. For information on our commitment to improving our communities with fast, reliable, and secure internet access, go to blackfootcommunications.com news. ESPN Radio for Western Montana, KKVU HD3 Stevensville, and 102.9 FM on K275BS Missoula. ESPN Missoula Sports Center. Bobcats kept building momentum while the Grizzlies got fresh with Big Sky Conference play on the horizon at long last. Hello, I am Coulter Nuanez. The University of Montana took an early bye this week and will look to carry significant momentum. From a historic 2-0 start into Saturday's homecoming Big Sky opener against Cal Poly, the Grizz marched into Seattle and posted a 13-7 win over the number 20 Washington Huskies, marking the sixth time ever that a team from the FCS has defeated a ranked FBS opponent. Cal Poly is led by former Eastern Washington head coach Bo Baldwin. For the second week in a row, Montana State hosted a team from the non-scholarship Pioneer Football League, and for the second week in a row, the Bobcats rolled to a blowout victory against an overmatched opponent. A week after crushing Drake 45-7, MSU rolled up 42 consecutive points by the first possession of the second half before pulling its starters, waltzing to a 52-10 victory over San Diego in front of a second consecutive sellout crowd. Montana State junior safety Ty Okada and senior inside linebacker Troy Anderson each intercepted passes that they returned for touchdowns, while the Bobcat defense rolled up 15 tackles for loss during their third straight outstanding defensive performance. Offensively, Isaiah Fonse rushed for more than 100 yards for the second time in three games this season and the 10th time in his Montana State career as the Bobcats move to 2-1. Montana State opens Big Sky play on the road at Portland State on Saturday afternoon. This ESPN Missoula Sports Center is brought to you by Selway Armory. ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. Well, I was out on a drive 
stiff. Stiff upper lip. Look at me! back in on a Monday. I know some people always talk about getting the case of the Mondays. When you're in football, man, it's just a renewal. It's another opportunity, no matter if you're coaching, playing, talking, writing, whatever. And on Monday, we're going to bring you all of what you desire when it comes to football, whether it's the Big Sky Conference, the Grizzlies, the Bobcats, high school football, or, of course, the NFL. Welcome back in to Nuanez Now, 1029 ESPN Missoula, as well as statewide television, SWX Montana TV. I'm Coulter Nuanez. Missed anything in the first hour of the show? Monday's first hour is always the Montana Football Hour, featuring Voice of the Grizz, Riley Corcoran. Summed up Montana State's 52 to 10 win over San Diego. The Grizzlies had a bye. We gave you a little preview of the Big Sky Conference and also gave you a little round the Big Sky because. Don't look now. Big Sky knocked off a fourth, count them four, FBS opponent. Northern Arizona walks into Arizona and beats the Wildcats for the first time since 1936. Unbelievable. Want to find anything from today's first hour? Available on the podcast, which is probably presented by the Wingate by Wyndham Hotel, Sports Bet Montana, and Blackfoot Communications. Second hour Monday show is always going to be now. What's already becoming one of my favorite segments. It's the Monday afternoon quarterback with Coach Marty. Marty Morningweg in the studio. How you doing, Coach? I'm doing great. Let's juice it up. How about the Big Sky Conference? How about that? I am so proud of the Big Sky Conference. It is unbelievable. Anybody who's ever played in the Big Sky Conference has to be proud right now. You know, my oldest son is a William Schuyler, and we call him Big Sky because of the Big Sky Conference. <laughs> That's great. So Coach Morningwood played for the Grizzlies back in the early 1980s when the Big Sky looked a lot different than it does now. Uh, what do you remember about the Big Sky landscape back then? Because this was still when Boise State was in the league, Nevada uh-huh. was in the league. I mean, these were these were uh, powerhouse programs within a league that was uh, so, sort of still growing. Yeah, Nevada and Boise State and Idaho, uh, Montana, Montana State. Those were the teams... And it was like a fist fight every single week, and the fellas loved it. Let's talk some NFL. Monday afternoon quarterback is brought to you by Brett's RV and Marine, as well as Alpine Touch. Stay tuned for later on. We're going to give you some Alpine Touch here, and we're also going to give you some on Saturday in our pregame tailgate show as well. But Brett's RV and Marine, they have their end-of-summer clearance sale going right now. Summer may be setting, but savings are on the rise. They are locally owned and operated for more than 50 years. So stop on by 4800 Grant Creek Road and start your next adventure at the premier RV dealer in Montana. The other boy is playing. You mentioned Sky, who's, who's uh, offensive coordinator down at D2 school in Texas. They won, be another ranked team. Uh, but your other son playing at Carroll College. They had a tough one against Eastern Oregon. But uh, I know this is a, the first time you've been able to sort of sit back and take this all in a really long time. So what's that been like for you? You know what? You don't realize how exciting college football and the NFL is when you're in it. It's very That's ex- funny. Yeah. It's very you don't exciting. realize how ridiculous this is for all of us to watch, right? Like you're just sitting there concentrating on your game, right? You don't realize just how much pandemonium is going on all the time, right? Yeah. You care about nothing else except your ball club. You don't have enough time and energy to spend on anybody else and who does what. So it's all of your energy is spent on your team. 
Now you sit back and watch Saturdays and Sundays and Mondays and Sunday nights. What a game that was. And how exciting that is. And we've got this thing. My wife has it fixed up where we get every game. So you're clicking through the games. I rarely watch one game in its entirety unless it's one of my son's games. Right. And you're clicking back and they've got this red zone thing and all. I mean, it is crazy exciting. Uh, and so I've always wondered, how can somebody sit on the couch all day and watch games at 11 a.m. Mountain Time and, and well, what, that'd be 2, 2 p.m. Right. And another one at 6 p.m. Well, I'm doing it just like everybody else. <laughs> I gotta love it. I, I want, see, all you gotta do is just, you know, take a step away, get your knee redone, and then you have an excuse, right? That's awesome, though, that you're getting to enjoy uh, some football. So let's talk about the craziest weekend of the NFL. Uh, man, uh, there was just all sorts of games. I was in Bozeman this weekend, and I was there covering the Bobcat game, but then I uh, was watching some NFL with my brother before I left, and I watched my Minnesota Vikings all the way down to the end, and <laughs> as soon as the kick missed, I just told my brother, I said, I don't want to talk about it. This is the 4,000th time this has happened in my life, I'm just going to drive home. I'm going to try to get home so I can watch the Sunday night game. I got to get out of here. So I did miss a lot of the afternoon games. But uh, it's so crazy, though, how things like this in the NFL exist, right? These certain little trends or or little demons that haunt a franchise forever. Like the Vikings have had like 25 kickers in my life. None of them can make a field goal to win a game. I don't know how it's just this present trend that's never goes away. I'll tell you what, that reminds me of when I was playing in the Arena Football League with the Denver Dynamite. And it was the first year of the Arena League. And that coach fired a kicker every week for about the first five weeks. You know, the goalposts are much narrower there. And uh, his his claim to fame was just tell the kicker, put it between the two yellow posts and uh, much more difficult to do. But anyway, these NFL games, and when you're in it, you know it. 70 to 80% of all NFL games come down to the last drive or two, down to the last two or three minutes of the ball game. And you see that happening virtually every game that you're clicking around to and what excitement there is. And then you've got some unbelievably dynamic and exciting players all across the league. And it sure is fun to watch. Speaking of, I think that the vast majority of the people listening to this show right now likely spent their Sunday evening doing the same thing. And that's what I love about sports. It brings us all together in so many different ways. But NBC had to just be so excited about this one landing on their docket because you got week two, you got a Baltimore Ravens team coming off a wild loss in Las Vegas the week before on Monday Night Football. You got a Chiefs team that had to rally to beat the Browns the week before. And then you got Patrick Mahomes versus Lamar Jackson. You got Andy Reid versus John Harbaugh. The storyline, so, so, so rich. And all of that, the game exceeded all of those expectations. What did you think of last night's game? I'll tell you what, I'm tied into both of those ball clubs very, very tight. And it was a battle of two of the great quarterbacks. Patrick Mahomes is more of a classic quarterback with all of that special athleticism and gut instincts and vision. Lamar Jackson is more of a running quarterback that is getting better and better in the passing game. And you can see Baltimore, I know this, they're trying to make an effort to get Lamar over the hump 
as a drop back quarterback. And and you can see that thing coming. And two of the most dynamic and talented players in the NFL battling it head to head. And then you have Patrick Mahomes, who had been three and all against the great Lamar Jackson. And at the end of the game, you could see by Lamar's actions, that ball game meant a lot to him because he was shut out against the Chiefs and he's been shut out in the playoffs. Those are two big hurdles that Lamar needs to, has to, and likely will overcome here in the near future. The Monday afternoon quarterback with Coach Marty Morningweg. Coach has been in the NFL for more than 25 years, coached all sorts of great players, and coached in all sorts of great organizations. It's presented in part by Alpine Touch. Go to alpinetouch.com for any of your spice needs. I love me the pepper blend for my eggs. I like the the all-purpose season for my steaks. They also have barbecue sauce, sunflower seeds, everything. Alpinetouch.com. They'll deliver it straight to your doorstep. Also, swing by our college game day pregame show on Saturday. And we'll have some Alpine Touch to give away there as well. Coach, you spent a lot of time coaching alongside Andy Reid. You also spent some time coaching alongside John Harbaugh. So I know that this is a new experience for you. You've never really sat down and watched a game for two guys you worked with for most of your adult life. So from a personal perspective, what was that like? Two different personality types. Two different philosophies going into every ball game. Andy Reid... Ironically, because he was an ex-offensive lineman, right. is a run-and-gun, believes in the pass game. You know, and a, a really good yards per attempt in the pass game is, let's say, eight. A really good yards per attempt in the run game, let's say, is 4.5. Why wouldn't you throw the ball every down, especially with that great quarterback that he has? Right. He believes in building a, a team inside out. You need an offensive line to protect the passer. You got to have a great passer, and you got to have guys to go get the ball. Likewise, on defense, you better have some pass rushers, and you better have some cover men to 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 defend the other team's quarterback and receivers and and line. So uh, now, John Harbaugh is more of a defensive oriented mentality. He wants to have the very best defense in the league. It didn't look like that last night. 35 points. Yeah, but that's what he wants to have. He wants to run the football to protect the defense just a little bit. He is very happy winning a game of 14 to 3, 17 to 14. And now he's got a quarterback that can run and gun a little bit, and you can see his attitude and his philosophy changing just a little bit and playing towards Lamar Jackson just a little bit more than he ever has. The NFL, it's going to be a showcase. No matter what team you're coaching for or against, no matter where you're playing, it's always a showcase. I mean, this is the sports obsession of America right now. It's amazing to see the the level that the game has grown to in popularity for a variety of different reasons. But when you're on that Sunday night game or that Monday night game, this has to be way different, right? I mean, what do you remember about trying to prepare for these type of games? Well, a Sunday night game is not much different with the exception of you tell the fellows, hey, don't get worn out by watching the first games, you know, the, first, the, the 11 o'clock games, our time. And then, and then you're on a bus usually right after that ball game 
or about halftime of the second ball game. And, you know, you have two or three different bus times to get you over to the stadium, either three hours before or two hours before. And if you need to be there four or five hours before, which some of the guys do, sure. you know, they, they, they get their own transportation to the stadium. Monday night games are different. Mm-hmm. And really, there's just two different philosophies. You know, Wednesday is your first big day. Is that your sort of bonus day? And then do you get back into your regular schedule, which right. Andy Reid loves to do? Or do you take Wednesday as a Wednesday and all your game planning for Wednesday is done? And then do you use Sunday as sort of your bonus day? So two different philosophies, and it is a long day on Monday because the only things that are on is Oprah and Judge Judy. <laughs> you know, there's no ball games on. So Monday's quite different. And then if, when you play a Monday game, you typically have a short week on the next week. So many of your assistant coaches have already done a lot of work on, let's say, Monday morning, even into Monday afternoon, sometimes even on Sundays, for not that opponent, but your next week's opponent, and that work is critical because if you're on the road on a Monday night game, you get back at four in the morning and you go directly to work. And so you better have all the ammunition you need to, to devise a great game plan because every game is equal. Monday afternoon quarterback with Marty Morningwake here on ESPN Radio as well as statewide television, SWX Montana TV, talking all things football here on ESPN Radio. Coach, last week coming out of Monday Night Football, that Raiders game, Las Vegas is in Pacific time. The game kicked, I believe, at like 8.20 by the time they got done with all the pregame hoopla. And then it went forever. So this thing's getting done 2 a.m., 3 a.m., East Coast time. The Ravens were the team that lost this game. When you have a, a scenario like that where TV's dictating everything and then all of a sudden the game goes so late, does that throw off the next week too? Oh, absolutely. I, the coaches go to work. They get off the plane and go to work. Uh, and so you, you you try to get a couple hours sleep on the, on the airplane. Uh, the players, the recovery becomes key. And the head coaches who have experience with these type of games tend to do just a little bit better. And the experienced players tend to do just a little bit better because much of the ball game coming off of a Monday night, or if you're playing on Thursday night on a short week, is about your recovery and about your body and getting yourself to the point where you can play at a high level in, in this next ball game. Let's talk a little bit about coaching trees because I think this is something that I, when I was first a young sports writer, uh, a person that was a, a mentor of mine gave me a good piece of advice covering college football. He said, hey, get to know the assistants as much as you can, especially get to know the dudes who are just in their first jobs. First of all, chances are they're going to be closer to you in age because I was a pretty young guy at the time. More to relate on. But also, though, you never know when you just have a guy who's an entry-level guy that's coaching running backs, you know, some big sky conference school that then all of a sudden, I mean, Andy Reid was once upon a time coaching offensive line in Northern Arizona, right? Correct. So, all, you know, if I'm 25 years old, I meet Andy Reid, maybe 50 years later, you know, Andy Reid's giving me Super Bowl tickets, whatever. But I think that the coaching trees and the way that coaching trees work, particularly in football, are so fascinating. And you come from essentially the Mike Holmgren coaching tree. He was your high school football coach, which is crazy to think all the way back to before Holmgren was this gigantic name in the NFL. Uh, But let's start with this broadly. I mean, how much of an influence do coaching trees have on the way 
coaching staffs are formed and, and the way that guys are hired and all that sort of stuff. Well, it's a unique deal, and we could talk for hours about this. I was in camp with Bill Walsh. I was a camp arm for the San Francisco 49ers, so I got to see Bill Walsh install and Denny Green install. Man. And then, and then I coached for Mike Holmgren and played high school ball for Mike Holmgren. And he came from the Bill Walsh tree. Right. And then Andy Reid and many, many others, including myself, came from that Mike Holmgren tree. Here's the situation typically is the way it works. A great, great head coach hires great assistants and trains them a certain way. And the Bill Walsh, and really it goes back to Paul Brown, but that system wow. is so important. When you hire a head coach, you're not only hiring the man, which is the most important thing, by the way, and the character of the man, but you're hiring his system. And what is the system? It's not necessarily an offense, a defense, special team system. It's the way you go about your business. Right. It is a philosophy. And that system... That philosophy does a great job of trying their very, very best. It's all set up to allow the players and the team to play their very best down the stretch and into the playoffs. That's why that system has won so many Super Bowls. Now, one thing I will say, not all of these coaches that come out of these great trees do really well. Exactly. They get themselves into a really bad situation sometimes. Bill Belichick has had trouble getting one of his assistants to have success as a head coach. That's exactly right. Bill Walsh and, and, and Mike Holmgren have done, and Andy Reid to some extent sure, already, sure. have done a little bit better job of that. Why do you think that is? Because you look at Belichick, right? I mean, Brian Flores is doing pretty darn good in Miami right now. I think he has a chance. But so many of the other guys that were part of all these great winning teams in New England, Romeo Cornell and Eric Mangini and Josh McDaniels and all these guys, no one really had any success once they left Belichick. But then the Holmgren tree like you're talking about, which you're a part of, and you know, John Gruden's a part of that tree, right? I mean, there's been so many guys that have had a ton of success. What's the dichotomy? Well, I do think part of it is the system, and I do think that some of it is a little bit of fortune. You know, so some of the guys have got themselves into uh, a little tougher situation, and nowadays it's one or two years. It's not a four or five year rebuild anymore. So the window of opportunity is quite a little bit less. You have owners, you have fan base. I do think that the social media uh, has had some to do with it where the, their, the expectations are so high so quick nowadays. Sure. You go back to, to Chuck Noll. I believe it took him five years to get to 500, and he won many Super Bowls. Same with Tom Landry. Those things don't happen typically anymore. Sure. Right, and so and then then you do have the, the Sean McVay's of the world that come in and go to the Super Bowl in year two, and then that skews and makes the noise even louder, right? Then all of a sudden that becomes what maybe front offices think can be a realistic expectation, even though it's not a realistic expectation, right? Well, you look at Doug Peterson. He won a Super Bowl early. Right. And then here, three years later, he's out of a job. Are you kidding me? Right. You know what I mean? But that's the way it is nowadays. Andy Reid, I will tell you, uh, he coaches at a high level. He's he's really, really involved personnel-wise with Brett Veach, their GM. But he makes sure that they're talented with depth. 
depth, and he coaches with consistency. That goes a long way in a marathon season. And it's even longer now with 17 regular season games. It just sounds like it hurts. And the summer clearance sales going on right now at Brett's RV and Marine. Summer, summer may be setting, but savings are on the rise. Brett's RV and Marine is proud to be the largest of all Montana RV dealers. They currently showcase the best inventory in the state at volume discount prices with a service department that stands behind their products. Stop on by Brett's RV and Marine at 4800 Grant Creek Road and start your next adventure with the premier RV dealer in Montana. Coach, I want to ask you one more broad question before we talk a little bit about some of the NFL actual results from this weekend other than Sunday Night Football. Uh, We have seen this tipping point in the league where Peyton Manning, Eli Manning, Phillip Rivers, Ben Roethlisberger, those guys all kind of look the same, perform the same, different levels of strengths for sure, but it used to be you wanted the 6'5", 230-pound guy with a bunch of brains and a bunch of arm talent. And now when I watch, I see all these dudes who are the fastest guys in the league, the most athletic guys in the league, and three inches shorter than me. It's crazy to look at what we're seeing. But Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes last night, great display of new-age quarterbacks. Kyler Murray, I mean, the guy is maybe the fastest guy in the league. He's insane to watch. He looks like the roadrunner running out there. But you know, Russell Wilson's sort of a little bit ahead of these guys, but still... Yeah, mobile, strong arm, but not a very big quarterback. What about the way the style of football is being played in the NFL has changed that allows these guys to perform? Or or is it the other way? Is football changing because of the talent that these guys have? You know what? Well, that's a good point. I think it's both. You know, and, and football's a little cyclic. You know, I remember sure. uh, I was coaching the line at the University of Missouri and the great Hall of Fame coach, Don Farrow, who was about 85 at the time, and he had some old film on, and I walked by his office. You know, of course, he, he had been retired for 20-some years, and he had film on of Missouri at Oklahoma. They were in the shotgun with no backs. And this was back in, in like the 50s. Right. Know, and I'm going, are you kidding me? So it's a little bit cyclic there. Quarterbacks, okay, the, the, the rule changes are part of it as well. Sure. Uh, you know, because you get this uh, uh, crazy athletic dynamic style of quarterback and the rules are helping them stay just a little bit more healthy. I still concern myself. Once they get into that year or four, they have to become a really good drop back quarterback. But the rules and then the coaching styles, I think, have uh, sort of evolved with the game where there, people aren't scared of drafting a 5'10 quarterback that's got all of the athletic ability, the smarts, the instincts. They're not afraid of that. Where even 15 years ago, I think there was quite a little bit of hesitancy, hesitancy towards that. The rule changes to protect the quarterbacks in the pocket are ones that people really understand, but there's also rule changes on the perimeter, too. I think that's the most underrated part is now if you have a guy like Kyler Murray or Lamar Jackson who can extend a play in or outside the pocket, the DBs, it's not possible to guard an NFL. You can't guard Julio Jones for seven seconds. It's not going to happen. That's exactly, exactly, exactly right. And what excitement creativity, and fun that those style of quarterbacks have brought to the NFL. However, I will tell you, with the exception of Patrick Mahomes, which I put into a drop back uh, 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 quarterback, and uh, they need to win a couple Super Bowls. You've got Tom Brady, the classic drop back quarterback. 
who ran a 5-3-40 coming out of Michigan. Right. Winning the Super Bowl last year. So we've got to have a Lamar Jackson or a Cam Newton or somebody in that style win a Super Bowl. Our quarterback in Seattle, I I think he is a classic quarterback. Sure. Much like Mahomes with all of the great uh, physical attributes and athleticism and creativity where on occasion when he's forced to, he can run and gun with the best of them. Monday afternoon quarterback with Coach Marty Morningway here in studio. Nuan is now 1029 ESPN Missoula, presented in part by Alpine Touch. You want some Alpine Touch? I got some for you. It's easy. All you got to do is call us, 888-1029-406-888-1029. Caller number two. Got a Grand Slam package from Alpine Touch for you. All you got to do is give your information to Tommy in the back and uh, Chad and the boys. They'll send it right to your doorstep. Thanks for Alpine Touch for all their support here at uh, ESPN Radio as well as uh, Nuanas Now. Coach, I want to talk about week two broadly because even though it's a long season, every coach is going to tell you, Next game, next game, and we're only focused on what's ahead. The first couple weeks, the way you set the tone for your season, if you, win, if you win or lose week one, I don't think that's that enormous of a thing because then you can spin it one way or the other. Hey, let's refocus. Let's get to 2-0. and Or, hey, like you're the Bills. We lost week one. Let's go drill Miami week two. Get this thing back on track. Let's roll. Ravens were in a similar situation. You can't go 0-2, two primetime games. But... What is the biggest difference, or how important is it to focus on that? Uh, like for, for tonight's game, for example, the well, Green look Bay, at Green Bay Packers can't go in two, right? That's right. No, you're exactly right. I will tell you, I looked at it last night. After tonight, we're going to have something like 16 teams that are one and one. We're going to have like seven teams that are two and zero, oh and seven teams that are zero oh and two. Right. What parity that is. Now, the players, the coaches, the GMs, the owners—they all know this. If you go 0-2, your chances of reaching the playoffs, about one of those teams every year. I think last year there was no team None. that went 0-2 that made the playoffs. I think I think I read last year it reduces your uh, likely. I think you have a 12% chance of making the playoffs if you go 0-2. Yeah, it's just barely above single digits. Now, we did it one year in Philadelphia, and it was an ugly 0-2, but we knew we were a good team. So all the players, the coaches, the GMs, they know that. So we talked last week about week one being sort of a Super Bowl right? for some. Week two, if you're 0-1, you have to win. That's the mentality going in. We have to win this thing to get back on track because it's almost subconscious. If we go 0-2, our odds, not that we can't overcome it, but our odds go almost to single digits. That's how big those week two games are. And then you you got the stats for teams that are two and zero, right? You know, and 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 so hey, if we're one and zero and we go two and zero, our chances of reaching the playoffs go way up. I think it's high seventies, up near eighty percent of the time. Those two and zero teams actually reach the playoffs. This is why predictions, prognostications, all of it make it so easy to get egg on your face when you sit in the chair like I do because the NFL is so unbelievably unpredictable. You mentioned the teams that are 2-0. Right now, the teams that are 2-0 in the National Football League, the Las Vegas Raiders, the Denver Broncos, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, that's one that you maybe expect, Carolina Panthers, nope, San Francisco 49ers, not that surprised, Rams, not that surprised, Cardinals, surprise. So you're basically saying only a couple of those teams are really in the conversation or the narrative of teams that were expected to be the best in the, in the NFL. Yeah, and then the 0-2 teams, 
I don't see one that's going to come out of this without a huge surprise and make the playoffs. Man, my Vikes are 0-2, so that's not good news for me. Well, the Vikings are not built to play the way they've played. That is in the past so true. They're not built for that. They're built to play defense, and I'm not sure their defense is good enough for that. Run the ball, play action, and movement. That's what they're built to do. This is why understanding the way that the salary cap works and the way that can impact your roster, combined with the fact that if and when you give a quarterback a bunch of money, it's going to alter the way that your franchise operates. This is cut and dry. The, the Vikings gave Kirk Cousins all the money, and then they couldn't re-sign any of their good defensive guys, and now they're giving up 35 points. Well, as, as most people know, there's five to eight people that make all of the money. Five to eight players on each team. That's right. That's right, too. So you have to be very, very selective on who you pay a huge amount of money to that's not particularly cap friendly. And some of these deals, Tom Brady has done it many. There are some great, great players. I think Ben Roethlisberger did it. Yep. That do a really cap friendly type of contract to help their team. Patrick Mahomes did it. Yep. That would not have happened if it wasn't cap friendly to at least some extent and the smart really smart players know that and they can go make a couple bucks off the field some just don't think it's correlated which it obviously is but some just don't think think about that and so if you do a cap friendly deal it helps your team it helps your team get to the playoffs and anytime you're in the playoffs you have a chance to win the whole thing. I look. I, be, I believe there's a couple teams. We were talking about 0-2 teams that have won the Super Bowl. I believe the Patriots did it, and I believe the Giants did it as a wild card, and they started 0-2. I don't see that happening this year unless there's a huge surprise. Brett's RV and Marine, proud to be the largest of all Montana RV dealers with 75 RV and boat brands to choose from. They offer the largest inventory under the big sky. Stop by 4800 Grant Creek Road and start your next adventure with the premier RV dealer in Montana. It is the Monday afternoon quarterback with Coach Marty Morningweg. We do this during the 5 o'clock hour here on Nuanas Now. Last question for you, Coach. Green Bay, Detroit, you coach in both these places uh, during your NFL career. Your thoughts on tonight's game because, to me, Aaron Rodgers cannot. He is going to get eaten alive if if, if the Packers start out 0-2. Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers had one of those first ball games. Crazy things happen in first ball games. The biggest difference in a team in many cases comes between that first and second ball game. I would expect to see Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers play a fantastic game. I've got some ties to Detroit. They showed great character last week. I don't think it's enough to beat the vaunted Green Bay Packers. If the Packers fall to 0-2, I might change my mind on my outlook on the Green Bay Packers. Go Pack, go. Can't believe we have to wait a week for another one of these, but Coach, great pleasure as always. Thanks for swinging by. That's been awesome. Let's rock and roll. ESPN Radio, Nuanas Now. Johnny Edwards, the quarterback of the 2001 National Championship Grizzlies, our debut episode of Grizz Greats, the 20th anniversary of those national champions, here on ESPN Radio, next. 
Nuanez Now on ESPN Radio. Hey, it's producer Tommy from Nuanez Now. Did you know you don't even need a radio to listen to Nuanez Now? You can watch Nuanez Now all around the state of Montana on SWX Television, Channel 199 on Charter or 23.3 on Terrestrial Television. Plus, you can stream every minute of Nuanez Now live on YouTube. Tune into the stream on 1029ESPN.com or find ESPN Missoula on the TuneIn Radio app. Four to six weekdays on 1029ESPN Radio. After a long couple of months, it's finally feeling like we're getting back to business as usual. But it's not the usual at all. At Missoula's Wingate, we are, as always, committed to giving you a relaxing stay at a great value. But we're also balancing the new guidelines, like maximum pool occupancies and increased disinfecting, to protect your health with a never-ending pledge to make you feel at home when you're not. If you find yourself on the road in the Missoula area, please consider staying with us at Missoula's Wingate. Bobcats kept building momentum while the Grizzlies got fresh with Big Sky Conference play on the horizon at long last. Hello, I am Coulter Nuanez. The University of Montana took an early bye this week and will look to carry significant momentum. From the historic 2-0 start into Saturday's homecoming Big Sky opener against Cal Poly, the Grizz marched into Seattle and posted a 13-7 win over the number 20 Washington Huskies, marking the sixth time ever that a team from the FCS has defeated a ranked FBS opponent. Cal Poly is led by former Eastern Washington head coach Bo Baldwin. For the second week in a row, Montana State hosted a team from the non-scholarship Pioneer Football League, and for the second week in a row, the Bobcats rolled to a blowout victory against an overmatched opponent. A week after crushing Drake 45-7, MSU rolled up 42 consecutive points by the first possession of the second half before pulling its starters, waltzing to a 52-10 victory over San Diego in front of a second consecutive sellout crowd. Montana State junior safety Ty Okada and senior inside linebacker Troy Anderson each intercepted passes that they returned for touchdowns, while the Bobcat defense rolled up 15 tackles for loss during their third straight outstanding defensive performance. Offensively, Isaiah Fonse rushed for more than 100 yards for the second time in three games this season and the 10th time in his Montana State career as the Bobcats move to 2-1. Montana State opens Big Sky play on the road at Portland State on Saturday afternoon. This ESPN Missoula Sports Center is brought to you by Selway Armory. on it, I take pride in the fact that relatively young men, we were able to look at what it was in 2000 and get a hundred guys going in the same direction, get back there and win it the next year. To, to me, that's one of the things that really is significant is to get that many people on the same page and get going from everybody moving to one goal, putting in the time and the effort off-season and everything that's required. That, that to me is exceptional. Grizz Greats, the 20th anniversary of the 2001 National Championship Grizzlies. I'm Coulter Duanas from ESPN Missoula and our Grizz Greats series, presented proudly by Blackfoot Communications and First Security Bank. It started John Edwards, Johnny Montana, the quarterback from Billings, who led Montana to that 2001 National Championship. Edwards, a multiple-year starter at Montana, threw for 6,704 yards and 46 touchdowns, ran for 16 more, and he was 48-9 during his four-year career from 
1999 to 2002, 27 and 4 as the starting quarterback. And as a junior, he led Montana all the way to its second Division I national championship. This podcast series, a 20 part podcast series chronicling that 20th anniversary, which also happens to be the last time Montana won a Division I AA and/or FCS national championship. Thanks so much to John Edwards for joining us. Without further ado, the debut of our third iteration of Grizz Greats. Grizz Greats, the 20th anniversary of the 2001 National Champions. It seems like just yesterday and a lifetime ago that the University of Montana last claimed a football national championship. 20 years ago, the Grizz rolled to their second national title in seven years behind a Montana-made roster featuring some of the most memorable figures in the history of the Grizz. While much has changed with the Montana program and much has changed about Missoula, the one thing that hasn't changed is the trust folks around Montana can have in First Security Bank. First Security Bank has long been one of the fiercest supporters of the University of Montana and its awesome sports teams. And First Security Bank is proud to support Grizz Greats, the 20th anniversary of Montana's 2001 National Champions, a 20-part podcast series with interviews and memories from that unforgettable run by the Grizz two decades ago. First Security Bank, proud supporters, ESPN Missoula and the Grizz Greats podcast series. Pretty outstanding run of quarterbacks in the time preceding you. Dave Dickinson, like you mentioned, a guy that everybody in Montana kind of looked up to, but then Brian Ayat, a guy that was a just outstanding, unbelievable thrower of the football, and then Drew Miller, one of the great arm talents the Grizzlies have ever had, quite frankly. So what do you remember about looking up to those guys and the standard that they set for you at the quarterback position? Oh, for sure. You know, and, and you know, in, in terms of, you know, uh, offense, by the time that I really got there, that that had changed. I mean, we were still running the high-octane offense when I was a, a freshman that I was, was running and, you know, throwing the ball 45 times a, a game and, and that kind of thing. And, and you know, as we as we transitioned out of that, um, the offense and the philosophy was just so much different. You know, Coach Glenn, his philosophy was that we get a really, really solid defense and your job as a quarterback is not to turn it over and, and don't screw up and, uh, and hand the ball off. And, and, and I really learned that from, you know, Drew was um, Drew had a had a does have a phenomenal football IQ, and you're and you're right when you say his his throwing ability. Um, I, I've never seen a guy to be able to to accurately place the ball where he placed it all over the field. It was it was just incredible, and and we're so lucky that we had Drew because we had a you know when we when when Brian graduated, we just we didn't we had really young quarterbacks like myself and, and Nick and I think without Drew coming in we would have um, we wouldn't have any of the success that that we did. So I learned a, a lot from Drew. Um, it was frustrating to watch a guy that could sit there and put the ball exactly where he wanted to go, and uh, and no matter how hard I tried, I just couldn't I, I couldn't do the same. And uh, so, but uh, no, I learned a, learned a ton, and uh, you know, just the philosophy of the game and the way we did it. I mean, that's how we won the national championship. Was we had a phenomenal defense, and we had a guy named Johansi Humphrey and uh, a great offensive line and control the ball and, and don't turn it over and, and let your defense uh, do it and, and let the O-line and, and Johansi do it. So um, certainly learned a lot from those guys, but, you know, the the whole philosophy really changed from, you know, 95, 96, uh, 97 uh, until Joe got there where we uh, we changed the offense. 
When Drew Miller graduated, then a quarterback competition, and these are always fun to cover uh, from a media perspective, but uh, what do you remember about sort of your mentality coming into that, and, and what do you remember just about the quarterback competition in general as you kind of transition then into the 21st century? Yeah, no, and it's, uh, well, uh, the, the coaches went out and, and got Brandon Neal, uh, to, who, of course, I played against at, at CMR, who had, uh, Brandon had gone and, and played at Wyoming, and it was the, it was the best move that, uh, you know, at, at first you kind of thought uh, for for a minute that it, you know, hey, this is you know my job. I've been here, and the, you know, supposed to have it. But uh, clearly, the the coaches knew exactly what you need. And, and, and Brandon was a was a fabulous quarterback, and it ended up. I mean, that's one of the other reasons that we we even won the national championship is that uh, we we needed two quarterbacks that were that were solid, and um, and that's what we had. I mean. Guys get hurt. I got hurt. Brandon came in off the bench uh, a number of times with phenomenal performances, and I think if we didn't have, uh, you know, if we didn't have that, um, we wouldn't have got as, as far as we did. And you know, that's the one thing that you know you watch the FBS national championships and and the playoffs and stuff. You know, those those teams really only play eight to, to ten games. When you were going through those stretches of you know, playing four playoff games uh, to include the, the national championship two years ago. I mean, there's 16 game seasons and, um, you know, they're, they're brutal on you physically. So uh, the coaches were, were spot on in the fact that we needed two solid dudes to, to do it. And that's, you know, ended up being what it took. So um, competition brings out the best in everybody. And, uh, you know, there was, there was never a moment where you thought you could, you know, take it, take a day off or anything like that. Cause you know, your job's in, in jeopardy. So, um, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's tough at time. It, it takes, um, when those competitions are hot and heavy like that, you know, it takes, um, you gotta be respectful of one another. And, and Brandon and I always were, and we could, you know, we could talk and, even if we were in, in a heated competition, we sat next to each other in the locker room and, and we shared ideas and we, you know, we, we studied plays together and so on and so forth. So um, while it can be uncomfortable at times, it really did bring out the best in us. At Blackfoot Communications, our mission is to connect people, businesses, and communities to their networks in Montana and beyond. Through Blackfoot sponsorships, local ambassadors, and public programs, we support initiatives such as the Emergency Broadband Benefit, Fiber Deployments, and Community Events. For information on our commitment to improving our communities with fast, reliable, and secure internet access, go to blackfootcommunications.com slash news. of Montana's 2001 National Champions at Podcast. We'll be live on all your podcast hosting platforms pretty soon. We just, it's in the process of happening, but we will have the links to our hosting page up on our social media uh, ASAP, so stay tuned for that. Keep it right here, ESPN Radio. Sportsbet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sportsbet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. 
SportsBet Montana, a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized SportsBet Montana location or by using the SportsBet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since SportsBet Montana launched almost a year ago. And in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. SportsBet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized SportsBet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. Freedom's just another word for nothing left to lose. Nothing ain't worth nothing, but it's free. Feeling good was easy, Lord, when Bobby sang the blues. Feeling good was good enough for me. Interesting rendition of an old Janis Joplin classic. Thanks, Tommy. I haven't heard this one before either. Killing it with the tunes today. Hope you're enjoying the tunes here on a Monday. It's Nuanas Now, 1029 ESPN Missoula, SWX Montana Television. Sorry, Tommy. Didn't mean to interrupt you. No, it's all right. Uh, I've taken just enough time away from the control room that I keep turning the wrong mic on. <laughs> so it's not just me. Uh, no, this uh, fun fact, Chris Christopherson here oh, very good. Uh, doing the song. Originally penned by, I think it was Willie Nelson that wrote this. Very good. And then they gave it to old Janice and uh, set her up for success there, Coulter. Amazing. Awesome show here on a Monday. Thanks for kicking it with us. Missed anything in it. Montana Football Hour with Voice of the Grizz, Riley Corcoran. Give you a preview of the Grizz homecoming game this weekend, as well as a recap of Montana State's 52-10 win over San Diego and a look at Montana State's game against Portland State this weekend as well. Big Sky Conference play underway on Saturday. All that during the Montana Football Hour. And then hour number two, joined by Marty Morningweg for the Monday afternoon quarterback with Coach Marty, as well as heard an excerpt from our newest Grizz Greats with John Edwards quarterback for Montana's 2001 National Championship team. We will will be releasing a 20-part podcast series chronicling that 20th anniversary across all of your various podcast hosting platforms, so stay tuned for that. All that can be found on the podcast, which is available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. Please rate, review, subscribe. Nuana's Now podcast is proudly presented by Blackfoot Communications, the Wingate by Wyndham Hotel, and Sportsbet Montana. Back at it tomorrow, 4 p.m., Andrew Houghton back in the saddle. He's been out hunting. Can't wait to hear his stories. Trevor Wellnell, a reserve offensive lineman for the Grizz, will also swing by. He's got a fundraiser going on later this week. We'll hear from Bruce Barnum from Portland State, as well as have our weekly Treasure State Stars. So we will see you 4 p.m. tomorrow. In the meantime, have yourself a wonderful evening and be good. The world may have slowed down, but it didn't stop. If you're back on the road and traveling to Missoula, we invite you to give Missoula's Wingate a try. We love our regular corporate guests and offer fantastic service, great year-round rates, and clean and comfortable rooms that will keep you coming back. While you're here, you can rack up the Wyndham Rewards points for free nights or airline miles. And starting in July, you can release some steam in our newly expanded fitness room. The team at Missoula's Wingate would love to make you feel at home. 
Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. 